Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. Your boy Uche got my boy QDZ for Sheezy. It's way too easy. Happy Black History Month, easy. Man. Happy Black History Month indeed, sir. You know, this actually be our last episode for Black History Month, so maybe we should uh, do some extra commemoration to, to the blackness in, uh, in music. How about that? Or, or the blackness in me, man. Look, look, I'm black. I look black. Black as it gets. That is, black. is that, is that, a, is that a black hoodie? What, what color is that? What color is that? This? This is blue. Blue and yeah, purple. Nah, I don't fucking know, man. I'm colorblind, bro. Anyway, this is episode 94 94 94 uh shout out to everybody for tuning in shout out to everybody for tuning in shout out to everybody for tuning in we really appreciate y'all you know especially the people who keep coming back every single episode um especially to the youtube people that we're starting to touch so if you're listening to this or watching this on youtube subscribe to the channel hit the like button share it comment delete it do something. Take an action on this video because we really appreciate y'all for really, uh, you know, messing with our content. And of course, don't spam it. Don't spam it. But I'm tired of those things. Hey, Uch, I know you be getting uh, these spam. These in the, the ill-advised wise guys accounts. I'm sure it gets those graphic designer spams. You know, hey, we can we can make a logo for you, or <laughs> we can get you nine thousand followers. Don't spam us. And, and and don't be don't be one of these bot accounts that just add nonsense comments these fire emoji comments they'd be like fire or hey hit me up immediately i have something to talk to you about huh like why why are you talking to me on through the comments telling me to dm it's a bot see that guys you know what it is it's not a real person no i'm telling you man like you be seeing them fire emojis i'm like i can post the saddest thing in the world i can be like i can and fire emojis just show up out of nowhere. Like, what? what? <laughs> this is not calling for fire emojis. Fire emojis is not the response to everything. So watch out for fire emojis. Yeah, that's hilarious. Hey, speaking of emojis, man, this is super off topic. But what what is your most used emoji? Honestly, like, if you had to say what the one, if you look at matter of fact, look at your phone right now. What is your what is the top one? What's the last one you used? Because I give you mine. Because I use fire emojis a lot. That's why this, you triggered me. I was going to say fire emojis is de- definitely one I use a lot. You 100% tri- triggered me. Let me see. Okay. My last one was was the prayer hands. Okay. I said, I said that for some reason. I don't remember why. That's my last one. I know, especially considering that you are uh, atheist. How to, prayer hands? That's that's surprising. Bro, atheist? Why are you putting that on my heart? That's not that's on my not heart. That's not no Jesus peace. Do you that's know what? Look, let me come closer. This is a medallion that represents my love for the Lord. That's a God himself. That's a quarter. That's a, a gold quarter that you Look somehow that. used uh, gorilla glue to stick on a damn chain. Look, man, you see the prayer hands. Stop oh, messing right. with me, man. Listen, right, I'm covered. I'm covered by the blood. All right. I see it. I see it. I, well, see it. I, didn't, say of, I didn't say I didn't say flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. I said I'm covered by the blood. Okay, like the blood of Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, amen, amen. Yeah, man. So what? So you said fire emojis with yours? 
Nah, my, my most recent ones are laugh. I laugh a lot. You know, y'all y'all make me laugh a lot in the text messages. Stars, you know, ratings game music. Mm. Ratings game music. I use stars a lot, you know, when I'm trying to talk about music. So, uh, and clapping, I guess. I clapped at something yesterday. So, there you go. Be happy. That's, you know, that's actually a trend. People actually are uh, telling people on social media to put their last 10 emojis out. And uh, oh, really? I, know, I haven't seen that. That's right. Is that what the kids are doing? What is that? What the kids are doing on the TikTok? Is that, is I that saw what that a word on Facebook. I don't know if that's the same, but uh, that there you go. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, enough of uh, our, our intro here, even though that was a little cool combo. Um, shall we jump into the topic, sir? I think so. do that. I let's let's so. get straight to it, man. The, the, the people know why they're here. We had to give it to the people, all right. And speaking of the people and power to the people, uh, I wanted to actually talk about Judas and the Black Messiah, um, the movie, the soundtrack, and just some of the overall thoughts that we have towards, uh, you know, all of that stuff that dropped last uh, last week. So without further ado, Q, what did you think about the, so the soundtrack? What did you think about the movie? If you saw it, give me your thoughts, man. So I have not seen the movie yet. But uh, it's definitely something that I'm interested in seeing, especially when it gets to TNT, especially when it gets to regular cable. I will be there 100%. But I did listen to the soundtrack, and uh, I thought it was, it was a great soundtrack. First and foremost, like some of the best projects that have been releasing these last two years have been soundtracks. Lion King with Beyonce was fantastic. Um, Black Panther soundtrack was fantastic. Even uh, the one that Future curated, I, I believe it was for um, Shaft or so something like that. Superfly. Uh, Superfly. Superfly. Thank you. Thank you. That was even fantastic. People are actually putting in a lot of effort to make soundtracks good. It's not just random stuff anymore. Um, when it comes to this Black Judas uh, soundtrack, it was very well structured. Uh, every single song was powerful. And what I really liked that they did was they had a good mix of up-and-comers, uh, trap rappers, boom-bap rappers, legendary rappers, R&B singers, just like everything. And they all kind of shared the same type of chip on their shoulder when they were making their music. But um, it's fantastic. And I want to point out real quick uh, five songs that stood out to me and probably stood out to you too. Her, you know, one of the few R&B songs on the album. Fight for You. I thought that was a fantastic song, really heartwarming um, and just really well put together. EPMD, Nas and Hit Boy. Uh, when Nas and Hit Boy link up, they make hits. And EPMD is just one of those rugged Nas joints that he has that, uh, you know, he, he ain't really about the uh, nice guy. He's, he's more so just spitting bars like just relentlessly. Really like that joint. Um, ASAP. Rocky put up a very good performance on, um, on um, uh, what the what the hell, rich problems. He he put up a a really good performance on that, uh, and then obviously Jay Z and Nipsey Hussle, uh, what they were able to do on um, what it feels like I thought was fantastic. But my favorite song on the album is G Herbo revolutionary with Bump J. Both of those dudes mm -hmm. off on that song. 
Mm. The bars I felt, and yes, people are like better than Jay Z and Nipsey Hussle song. Personally, yeah. <laughs> and, and that Nipsey Hussle Jay Z uh, fantastic, but that song G Herbal Revolutionary, man. When G, remember, I always say when G Herbal spits with a purpose, he's nice. Top maybe top fifteen, top ten rappers in the game when he spits with a purpose. But that's you know that's my top five. Black Judas and, and overall I think that was good. Yeah, yeah. That damn, yo. You know what's funny? You, you, you uh I don't know if I forgot about the uh G Herbo song, uh, but I definitely feel where you're coming from with that um with that song called Revolutionary because I you know it's funny, I actually heard that song last night and it hit me in that way. So I feel exactly where you're coming from. Enough for me to actually tweet the fact that um I feel like if G Herbo were to rap over old school, dipset, soulful, heat maker type, like early 2000 New York sounding beats, he people would recognize him as an incredible lyricist. I, I think I think people would actually feel that way. But I digress. Um, look, man, I think that Judas and the Black Messiah was a great story first and foremost because. You know, obviously, for those of you guys who are actually familiar, uh, the, the soundtrack was inspired by the movie, but the movie was inspired by real-life events by um, Fred Hampton, who was the, the leader of the Chicago chapter of the Black Panthers. And I think he was also, like, the deputy Black Panther National Coalition member. I, I don't remember his full title, but what I do know is this man was only 21 years old when he was actually assassinated uh, by the federal authorities. And I'm saying assassinated, not killed, because Jay-Z actually said that in his line. If you yes, he said. Yes, he uh, which was news to me, but technically, for those of you guys who are familiar with the story, it's probably not that, uh, that new of, of, of information. So I thought it was a great story, man. It, it told me a lot about the Black Panthers and some of the misconceptions that people have uh, placed on the Black Panthers. I've heard people say the Black Panther Party is like the KKK. I've heard people say they're too militant. They're people that should have been stopped and dismantled like the government tried to do. But if you read any story, you watch any movie where they're actually explaining what the Black Panther Party was about, it to me it was clear that it was more of a it was more of like a a coalition formed by Black people to protect Black people. And yes, they used guns to protect themselves, but hey, isn't that the, the amendment that every citizen is is uh, accounted for, supposedly? Aren't they in their right to own weapons? Uh, anyway, cool story. If you guys haven't seen the movie, I would definitely encourage y'all to check it out. Ryan Coogler, the dude who directed Black Panther, was uh, co-director of the movie. Anyway, if, if I'm getting to the soundtrack, I, I agree with you, Q. The soundtrack was was really, really good. Uh, the Her song kind of started it out. That's like one of my top five songs. And by the way, this is in no order. I'm going to give mine. Her, Fight For You. Uh, what It Feels Like, of course, Jay-Z and Nas. I thought Jay-Z's verse was indicative of why he's actually the best rapper of all time. With no debates to be put up. I, I don't even think this is debatable, guys, to be honest with you. And when Jay-Z does what he did on What It Feels Like, it is solidified. It's like, I don't want to hear the conversation anymore. It reminds me of when Jordan put out his documentary about, you know, chronicling his, his six rings. And it was like the conversation about who the GOAT was kind of just died at that. 
it, it paused. Everybody was able to see, okay, that's what Jordan does. So anyway, uh, that song was dope. I like the song, uh, surprisingly. This song called Appraise by a guy I had never heard of. His name is White Dave. He dropped a song with Hit Boy, which I guess Hit Boy did most of the project. But um, Appraise was really fire. I, I, I genuinely saved that to my list of, of top songs on this project. Followed by Revolutionary with G Herbal and Bump J. You are 100% on the money. Like, I don't even understand why that song's so fire. Like, that that song should not be in my top five list out of all the names that were on this list. That says something about G Herbo and what, he, what he's able to do. And shout out to Bob J as well. And then rounding that off, I'm going to throw in the song called Contagious by Safe and Kiana Lede. I thought that song was phenomenal as well. And, uh, yeah, those are my top five songs, man. I think I think the album is a, is a strong B. B, B, borderline B plus. B, B plus, really well put together. And I want to say something. Um, yeah. Kudos must go to Hit Boy. Hit Boy was behind uh, this out this soundtrack, and he did a lot of the beats on the soundtrack, if not most of them. Fantastic beats. Like the beats clearly brought out the most relentless version of every single artist that was on the album. Hit Boy needs to get his credit, needs to get his flowers. He's been in the game for a while, and I think he's making his best beats right now. So, nah, you're 100% right. Shout out to Hit Boy, MVP of last year from a producer standpoint, and he's carrying it over into 2021. It's, it's happening, guys. Uh, let's move on, though. The next topic we want to talk about is uh, are snippets doing more harm than good in 2021? Um, I think the reason why we even want to talk about this is because, you know, we've seen this year become, I would say, very controversial for a few a few artists that are out there putting out music. Danny Lay, naming Lee, right? We all know what the hell uh, the conversation was with her and her Yellow Bone song that never actually dropped, but she dropped the snippet, which got her into a whole lot of trouble. So we can see how snippets can be controversial. That was one example. And the latest example is Meek Mill, who uh, supposedly is putting out a song with Lil Baby at some point. And he dropped a line in the song where he basically said, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out like with my chopper like Kobe. And, and, and a lot of people felt some type of way about that line. You know, was the line distasteful? Maybe we can go back and forth on all of this, but I think that what we're seeing this year with some of these artists is that snippets are not <laughs> snippets may not be as positive as as maybe they intended but hey in this industry it almost feels like controversy sells so maybe that was the intent anyway q what do you think about this topic um that's a good that's a very very good question because i, I do think snippets snippets work Snippets definitely work. It gets people hyped up, especially in this social media era where you can say, hey, this is what we're working on. Like, for instance, one of the biggest snippets this year was um, Lil Durk uh, was previewing a song with uh, the, the Pooch Icy song. Uh, he was, yes. people were telling him, I, I believe that's the one where people were telling him that, you know, King Von was shot and playing it. And like, he didn't know, I guess, at the time. But um, the snippet that he played was fire. Like that—that that to me probably got people hyped up uh, to, to to listen to the music. 
Um, you know, but then, like you uh, said, by, by, the, by the way, sorry to interject there, that that snippet did a couple things. That, that was one aspect of what you just said. But then the other one is uh, he was actually dissing. If you remember that, that Chicago rapper named FBG Duck who oh, died. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that was actually part of that snippet. That was that was also another controversy that spanned out of that out of that snippet. He was saying, yo, I, I'm going to get high as duck. You know how these dudes talk yeah. about smoking yeah. on a whatever pack, insert dead rapper. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that was another one. I mean, it's I, I actually did not. I didn't know. I guess I didn't pay attention that much. But I, I know that that snippet definitely uh, helped boost his, uh, people's interest in the song. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Takashi's been doing snippets. Uh, Meek Mill is the king of snippets. He's always doing snippets on Instagram and, and all that stuff. But um, it's really when people break down the minds, like when people actually, you know, take the time to be like, yo, like, wait, what did you say? I don't know if people are actually finding, like people are got access to the people that recorded the songs. And they're finding these lines by like backdoor. I don't. I don't know, but I will say this. <laughs> you mean a leak? <laughs> a leak? Yeah, pretty much backdoor. Yeah. Like um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, we're talking about it. You know, like with the Meek Mill thing, it's just another reason for him to be in the news. Now, the somewhat beauty in what Meek Mill that snippet did for Meek Mill is. We know, you know, and I know he's not trying to be disrespectful. It was a disrespectful line. I agree. I, I think that line is horrible, especially because Kobe Bryant, that, that whole situation hit us so hard. It hit me hard. I'm sure it hit you hard. And so it's not, it's too fresh. It's too fresh. Because, but, but if you think about it, Eminem been dissing people, dead people for, for quite some time. But like, <laughs> Kobe Bryant is still fresh. It's still in everybody's mind. So I can tell people are, um, you know, a little sensitive to it, but in this day and age, negative negativity sells too. Negativity boosts the interest in you too. People are going to want to hear the song because of the negative connotation uh, that it now gets. So, you know. No, I, I think that's actually a good pivot. No, that's a good pivot, and I think that... um if you notice a lot of the, I wouldn't say the themes of what we talk about, but like we've seen situations where artists are trying to generate buzz. You know what I'm saying? Think about what Playboy Cardi did for the last couple months before a whole lot of red came out. You know, it's snippet here. You're dropping a snippet with Kid Cudi, getting people's interest. You know, doing, I'll call it antics. To me, it's a snippet is just another antic that sometimes works. And actually a lot of times it works. You know, like if you're an artist, trying to generate buzz, it's so it's important to drop snippets. <laughs> it generates buzz. And hey, if you have a controversial part of your song that you know is going to get people talking, maybe it makes sense to throw that in, in as a snippet. Just, just something to, to think about if you're an artist. Uh, but beware of the consequences because there is backlash that comes with putting out snippets. It may deter you from actually putting out that original song if you start, if people start to make you feel some type of way. You know? Hence, hence Danny Lay. <laughs> like I said, Danny Lay's issue was her response to the snippet. <laughs> that really is what I don't think it's the fact that Meek Mill said what he said. I think it's that people are starting to get tired of Meek Mill, like like some of the things that he's been saying on social media. I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to say I'm tired or whatever, but I yeah. think that 
kind of the the pulse is like it's always something with him, you know. And I, I feel like people are just kind of they got like meek male fatigue a little bit on social media, so it kind of getting annoyed by little things that meek male did. Because just a little sidetrack, just real quick, yeah. The, the, you know, with the whole Takashi and Meek Mill situation, I'm yeah. noticing that a lot of people are actually siding with Takashi on this situation. Oh yeah, I seen so, it. I, I seen it. Very, it's very, it's, it's like, very subtle. I think it's Meek Mill fatigue for a lot of people where they're just like, you know, we kind of tired of hearing from this guy. But I mean, I think it was a little overblown. But and snippets a lot of times are overblown. But you know, like I said, any press is good press. Isn't that Kanye West? It's a Kanye West line, right? Any new any news is good news. Yo, listen, pray, prayers to Kanye West. The man is getting a divorce. Uh I, I don't I don't wish that on any man, especially as someone who's embarking on marriage, uh, like myself. The the idea of that shit is like, fam, why why? How did it get to that point? Different discussion. Pray, <laughs> prayers to everyone involved. Prayers to him for losing Kim K. That's that's the bigger story. <laughs> You didn't just lose anybody. You lost Kim K. <laughs> hey, look, man. Hopefully, hopefully. We'll put, put some put some respect on Kanye's name. Prayers to Kim Kardashian for losing Kanye West. Man. True, true. Come on now. Come yeah. on, come on now. Uh, let's move for on now, though, man. <laughs> for now. <laughs> uh, next next topic. Yo, let's get into this. So, I don't know if you guys heard, but LeBron James is supposedly supposedly looking to drop an album uh, <laughs> uh, at some point in the future. Now, the reason I'm laughing is because when I saw the news, LeBron made very clear to, <laughs> to add in and interject that, no, he's like, no, I'm not going to be rapping. It's not me. No, I'm oh, not no. rapping. He said, oh, I'm no. going to be dropping an album. I'm not rapping. I'm not crazy is what he said. I'm not crazy. Um, but it seemed, it's seemingly going to be some type of executive producer type role. I know LeBron has been, like, if you really think about it, LeBron has been one of those go-to athletes for probably the last decade plus when it comes to rappers and their relationships with athletes and them sending LeBron snippets. Think of how many snippets LeBron has get, has gotten caught on. Speaking of snippets, going back to the power of snippets, uh, LeBron has been in plenty of snippets. I, I remember one one important one was when uh, Drake and uh, Rick Ross dropped that one song, uh, Gold Rose Gold, Gold Roses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? You're talking about, yeah. So they actually played the snippet with LeBron. LeBron was the first time that song had ever been heard. It was because LeBron played it, and they were like, "Yo, what's that song that's coming?" And then the song eventually dropped a week or two after that. Um. So anyway, I, do you want? A LeBron in an executive producer role. Do we even know what LeBron brings to the table musically? I don't know, but I will. But I will say, like, this is an interesting concept as an athlete being executive producer of a hip hop album. For real, like that sounds tight to me. It does. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, first and foremost, we've heard LeBron rap before. You remember a couple years back, he had a song with Kevin Durant. And speaking of snippets, it was a snippet, and they had him rapping. He was horrible. He was a horrible, but, like, him and Kevin Durant were going back and forth. Because remember, Kevin Durant actually was a rapper rapper. Like, Kevin Durant yep. dropped music. You know what I'm saying? Like, even got in trouble, I believe, in OKC because he was he was using some interesting words. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, 
is that last part that you told me where you said that he's gonna he's not gonna be the one rapping? I'm okay with that if he's not the one rapping. He's in the background because it's 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 you know when you have such a unique and amazing mind like LeBron James, I don't doubt this dude doing anything. Like I think LeBron James is the type of dude that whatever he puts his mind to, like he can actually do and do well. You know, because he's a basketball player, uh, uh, somebody that works out like religiously, he probably don't have time to get better at, you know, music. But if you give this guy time, especially after he retires, to figure something out, I have no doubt in my mind he'll succeed. I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah. You know what's, um, <clears throat> as you're talking, I, for me, like, I, I'm ready for it. It's cool. Like, I'm not tripping. It sounds like a good idea. But to me, as you're talking, I'm getting, I'm having more of like a, a higher level idea. And it's like the obsession between sports and rap, right? The obsession between the two industries and why rappers want to be uh, athletes and why athletes want to be rappers. We see this every day. Look at Damian Lillard. How many times have we said Damian Lillard is a phenomenal rapper? And I don't even, I actually don't even think it's debatable. He's the best rapper, a, rapper athlete of all time, period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm not, and I didn't just say basketball. I'm talking about athlete. I don't want to hear, what are we going to throw in? Uh, Will Smith? Dame's right. legit. Will Smith wasn't, he wasn't a, a, an athlete per se, but he was in a different genre. But my point is, any dude who does something else as a profession, I've never heard their creativity put in music at the highest level like I've heard with Damian Lillard, honestly. No, um, oh, we, you know what? You know, I ain't seen it as an athlete. Throw in the names. Arian Foster. Remember Arian Foster was spitting bars? So look, Arian Foster, Arian Foster was spitting bars, but he was more like poetry. He was like poetry. But, but, but like, but, but musically, he didn't really drop a whole lot of music. He did, but he was he was good. I mean, like, like I, I agree, Damian Lillard is far by far. Damian Lillard is making like mainstream hits, and like yes. Damian Lillard to me is legit. Like he's he's actually very good. He, I think he's actually forget rapper athlete. He's one of the better rappers out right now. Point blank. That's that's like, hard. You know, you know, it's funny. Remember when we talked about it on like a couple episodes ago? We said, yo, who do who do we expect good things from in twenty twenty one? You said Damian Lillard. If you remember that, yeah, being dead ass. I'm being dead ass. I I, I actually expect yeah, that's funny. To get bigger and bigger as the years go by, but um, you know, like there's production is always the thing that's interesting to me. You know yeah. why? Because you really don't know who's behind some of these albums that are dropping or songs that are dropping. I remember back in the day, like Chris Webber. Chris Webber was involved in the making of some songs with like Method Man and Red Man and stuff like that. Chris yeah, Webber, man. yeah. You do sometimes you look at Kanye West, right? Kanye West when he when he uh goes to his Wyoming ranch to make music. He has a whole bunch of different people there. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James came there one time and just sat back and watched as music was being made. Or like, you know, anybody. So those are good points. Those are definitely good points. Remember your boy, Larry Sanders? Larry Sanders from VCU. Our yep. boy, he was behind some music. He, yeah, he, he, 100%. He, he, was a, he was a rapper. Uh, dude. There's so many examples. The the punter, remember the, the black punter punter from uh Oakland Raiders back in the day? I do not remember his name. Uh he, Marquette I'm not saying Marquise what? Mar Marquette King. King. Mar Markel King. Yeah, like I'm not saying I, by the way, I'm not vouching for these dudes musically. I'm not saying they're amazing, but I'm saying if you, if you look at the 
Yeah, if you look at the theme, like people are these artists. Uh, sorry, these these athletes want to become artists so bad, dude. Like it's, dude. I just saw a story the other day, right? There's this guy uh, who plays for the Chicago Bulls. I think his name is David Valentine, something Valentine, right? No Valentine. Yo, he. There was an article written on on him that highlighted how he is trying to be a full time rapper while also being a full time Chicago Bull. I'm like, dude. How, the fact that this story is being written in 2021 kind of proves the points that we're making of how like these two worlds mesh and like they they become synonymous. And, and I think people like, and I think people like Damian Lillard make it look easy. <laughs> like he going out there balling, hitting game winners, then he come out and drop a, a fire ass verse. Like come on, like what this this applies to every single human being. What my dad or I, I think it's my dad or, or I said I don't know maybe I said it. You should have passion for, you should want to make what you like doing your career. You should, so so if you are an NBA player that wants to rap at the same time, because you like to rap, that is something you should pursue as a career. Like, it's funny because we, we don't want our actors to be musicians. We don't want our sports people to be musicians and actors. We always laugh at them, but we all do it. We all do it. We, we're we doing this. We do podcasts. I'm an IT guy. I, yeah, like, yeah. We have backgrounds. Like I know people that are doctors and then in the, in the downtime, they do music for fun and gigs. Like It's something that we all do. We need to stop clowning athletes that want to do two things. Uh, actors because those are the only ones we clown now you know that's actually a really good point and, and i don't know why society does that shit it's like it's like people people feel like once they've seen you in a certain light they cannot envision you doing anything right. else and it's like a selfish idea it's honestly it's very selfish exactly. so basically you know what this reminds me of this had nothing to do with sports and i'll get off this very quickly but remember when lebron james and a whole lot of athletes had a problem with um that sports reporter or uh Sports commentator who said like shut up and dribble. Yeah. Obviously, that's not the, the the shut up part. She's not talking about like the people being an artist or whatever, but it was like you see the lens of how certain people can only see you as as one thing. They can only see you as one thing. You're an athlete. We know you as a baller. Go do that. We don't want to hear from you in other areas. You know, that's, that's selfish, bro. That's selfish. That's stupid. It's stupid and it's selfish. But we all do it though. Think about how many artists. Think about how many artists, musical artists that we look at and say, man, why are you experimenting? I like you doing this type of music. I don't want to hear you doing that. And you start trashing them for wanting to experiment. Yeah. It, it's like, it's yes, it's all music, but we shouldn't condemn people for wanting to do multiple things. I think that's the bigger statement that needs to be said. We shouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on though. So yeah, give me some of your, uh, give me some of the artists that you think are, are great that the world doesn't actually know that they're great yet. Well, we were just listening to uh, somebody uh, just five, 10 minutes ago. I told you about Brit Fayez's new Eden song. Um, I think Brit Fayez is going to be an amazing, um, he's going to have an amazing, amazing career. I think his ability to make unorthodox R&B songs is something that I, I can honestly say I've never heard the type of music that he, he he makes. Like, I've never heard somebody else make that. I think he has a lane that's interesting, that is going to grow. And I think that when he gets put in positions to where people think he's going to fail, 
he's going to surprise a lot of people. So I got Brett Fayez on there. Um, I always say her. I think her is going to go down as one of the greatest musicians of all time, especially if she stays true to her trajectory. Um, to me, her writing is fantastic. Um, she has a great voice. And, and she's always in this pocket. She's always in this pocket that is so far away from everybody else that like you can't help but notice how amazing she is. Um, somebody who I think is going to be great also is Lizzo. I know we we go back and forth on this. We 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 had a long ass conversation about that, but um, I know Lizzo has been making a lot of music as of late. Even her first album that blew up um, had music from like. I think 2019, 2018. But from what I heard on Lizzo's last album, I heard greatness. I heard somebody that has a level of creativity, a level of uniqueness, a level of fearlessness that I think translates into something that's amazing. Um, I want to throw some rappers in there um, or throw a rapper in there. I don't think the next person I'm going to say, I don't think is necessarily at his potential right now, but I do think he will reach his potential eventually. And that's YBN Cordae. I can tell YBN Cordae wants to be great. From the moment I heard him uh, spit bars on J. Cole's uh, 1985 beat, I was like, there's something about this dude that like, I can tell, like he's reaching, striving for greatness. And then when you add on to the fact that um, he, he dropped the YBN from his name, uh, I've, I've heard stories that like his record labels don't want him necessarily working with certain people. Um, I can tell that his look is something that was well um, thought out. Um, he's dating probably the, the best tennis player, uh, women tennis player in, 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 in tennis in Naomi Osaka, who just beat, uh, who just won a championship just two days ago. So uh, those are a couple of my people that I think are going to be next level good. And it's just a matter of time of, of us waiting and seeing what happens, what they do. By the way, I want to say that again. Shout out Naomi Osaka. She is a beast. I watched it. I didn't get to watch the final match, but I watched the matchup against her and Serena Williams. Shout out to Serena Williams also. She had a long career, but like, you know, I think right now Naomi Osaka is killing it right now. I like her personality too. You're on mute. Whoops, yeah. Um, she seems like a, a cool ass person, man. Like I've seen some interviews here and there, GQ shit with uh Corday. Oh, really dope personality. And dude, I couldn't believe like I was watching it the other day. I didn't see the whole match, but I'm like, dude, she be Serena. Who is this? Who is this girl? She's a I killer. Think, I think she's at the point right now where like people are gonna start recognizing her greatness. Uh very soon, if they haven't already. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's happening in motion. But no, that's want, a good list, though. That's a good list you got. Just, I was going to say, sorry, not, not to I keep going on my tennis, but uh, I watched Naomi Osaka last year, and she went against Coco Golf. I watched her in Saint, like, just consistent, a killer. But, yeah, thank you. Thank you for my list. <laughs> yeah, so so for my list, like I said, you you had a good one. Um, and actually, I agree with most of the names that you had on there. For me, what I, the, the couple of names that I want to highlight is uh, are, are blend. I would say of singers and, and 
rappers or whatever you want to call it. But the first name I want to throw out is Sir. Um, Sir is the brother of uh, D Smoke, the guy who was nominated for a Grammy rap in, in the rap category this year. Um, he's also signed to TDE. Uh, he's dropped a few albums over the last couple of years that really solidify his himself. And I would say as an up-and-comer in R&B that's really talented, who could potentially have a long career um, if people really started paying more attention to him. But I think people are starting, are starting to. We shall see how much notoriety, you know, he actually gets along the way. But Sir is super talented. I'm, I really like Sir's music. Um, you know, surprisingly, kind of in the same genre, I would even throw in Division. Because as much as much amazing music as I talk about uh, regarding the division and, and what they actually bring to the table, I it's, I just still have a problem with the fact that not a lot of people talk about division en enough for my liking. They've dropped two, in my opinion, classic projects: um, September fifth, and then also Morning After. Um, two extremely quality R&B albums. If you're somebody who's into R&B, especially like um, mellow, even, I, would, I would even call it alternative in some respects, you, you will respect what they do. But I just feel like if they have more ears, people will really understand their greatness. And hey, maybe all of that stuff is coming in due time. We shall see. But uh, Division is also in my list for R&B. Sticking with R&B before I kind of pivot to, a little, I would say a little bit more rap, Whatnot. I'm, I'm gonna get into uh, Jasmine Sullivan, man, because Q, you're right. We had a conversation about how Jasmine Sullivan stacks up against Lizzo in terms of who is more talented as a musician, and ultimately, I just feel like Jasmine Sullivan is one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life. That's point blank. Period. I, I don't want to hear, you know. Anybody tell me to revise that statement because I actually believe that to be a fact. <laughs> like she is one of the better singers. If you're putting her voice up against voices that you can think of in terms of what she brings to the table as a soul singer, singing from right here, the core, the diaphragm, bro, she is incredible as an as a artist. And um, she illustrates it like she did on her last project. So Jasmine Sullivan is another one. I'm going to throw in the Killer Roy. By the way, Q, this, long, this list is very long, so I'm only going to give you two more names. The Killer Roy is my next one. Very talented musician. Is a 60-year-old is a kid from, all, uh, from Australia. And I think people are starting to know who he is at this point. But I do believe it, it's, it's going to be a slow process, given the fact that he's white. And we've likely never heard a kid this young be this good in rap or be affiliated to rap. It's, this might be the advent. This might be the first time it's happened. So I think naturally it's going to be hard for people to accept it. Um, and then my last name, I'm going to keep saying this name and throwing this name in when, um, whenever it applies. And it's St. John. You know, uh, St. John is a guy who put out a couple projects over the last few years that I would say has been rather underground, has been rather behind the scenes, not very mainstream at all. People don't know who he is. 
if you if you do know who he is, maybe it was on maybe it was from songs on this last project because he did collaborate with more mainstream artists, the Baby, um, uh, Lil Uzi Vert, a couple of different guys you you're already familiar with. But um, in terms of his musicality, in terms of his ability to write as a songwriter, in terms of his approach to music, I believe Saint John is is a is a legend in the making. He's a great. In terms of the talent that he has, he has what he has the makeup of a legend. He has the makeup of a great artist. That's what I would say. Um, yeah, that's just a couple people on my list, man. So I got, I got a long ass list, by the way, because I, okay. I can add about five to ten people more. So to me, so I want to say something and real quick about this. I'm going to disagree with St. John from this perspective. When I say greatness, I'm talking about the talent, the skill, but then it seems like they know the exact steps to get to greatness. Like, like to me, her is taking literally step, 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 and every single step her takes has been right. Like, even with YG, right? You know, the song that she had with YG. It was oh, weird. Right. It was like her and YG. That's kind of weird. That was a necessary step for her to reach a level of greatness. And then now she has to fight for you. It just seems like every single step she does is the right step. I'm going to say the same thing about, um, about YB and Corday. I feel like he's literally taking the steps that is necessary to separate himself, number one, because he has a longer journey to go. He has to first separate himself from all the little, little whatevers, right? So he was able to separate himself there. Then he's had to get respect from his peers, like the Meek Mills of the world, J. Cole's of the world. He got that. Then now he's trying to make a hit with Roddy Rich, which he did. It's like, why did Corday? Now people are anticipating his second album because they're like, yo, if you play your cards right with this second album, you, you're out of there. To me, St. John has not had fantastic music, great music, but I don't think he took the his steps are a little off with him trying to get to greatness. Like, I think personally, Roses is great. Roses remix is great, and that can make him a rock star. That can make him somebody that's really well known. But I don't think Roses was a step that he needed to take to reach greatness. You know what I mean? No, I think I hear what you're saying. I, I think I understand what you're saying. Um, but to me, St. John's. St. John's great. Amazing. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I think I'm understanding the point, though. I think I'm understanding what you're saying. But but I guess as a rebuttal, what I would say is, yeah, they have a different path. Because if, if you really think about it, the people you just named, Corday and her, to me, they're more, I would, I would call it uh, mainstream from the standpoint of you can kind of see where, you can kind of see the trajectory and where they're trying to land. They're, yeah. they're trying to land into this public figure that is like squeaky clean, you know, like think about, think about how her is marketed. Think about how YB and Corday is being marketed at this point. It's like, bro, he's, he's dating Osaka. I don't know if that was on purpose, but bro, look at, look at the ascension he's going towards. I think St. John is, he's too rugged of an artist. Like, I don't think he has a clean path to that, 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 that destination that we're, that we're talking about, but, okay. but, but it's so, so the journey is to me is going to be different. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not evaluating both of those and saying just because he doesn't have a clean path that he can't get to that greatness that, that I believe he actually can get to. Here's the thing, though. There is a path for everyone. Like there are certain yeah. steps 
everyone takes. If you are a rugged rapper that you say, there's a path for a rugged rapper to, to take it to the next level. Like, you know, one of the most impressive persons that we can probably say is legendary, Chris Brown. Chris Brown started out squeaky clean, right? Like the hers of the world. He started out as the YB of Cordae's squeaky clean dude that never really cussed on his music. And, you know, I, I think that's where St. John needs to figure out how he can get to greatness with this path that he's on. There's a way. Yeah, fair enough. Your steps are the right ones. Absolutely. I think that um, even with that example, right, like these people are, they're already in the mainstream in some form or fashion. Chris Brown was already in the mainstream. Her is in the mainstream. Corday is in the mainstream. Whether or not he's early in his career or not, he's in mainstream. St. John is not mainstream yet. I think that his last album was an attempt to become mainstream. And I started to see uh, different uh, different moves that he was making, whether or not it was... Remember, uh, Tyson fought Roy Jones Jr. Remember that? Yeah. Well, St. John was the, like, the headline performer of like the the opening act of that of that fight. Like to me, that's a very pivotal chess move right there. Those are, these are the type of looks that will allow you to go from here. And then you go, you take that and you build and you go to the next level. You take that look and you build and you go to the next level. I think his grind is going to be very slow. If he does get to the mainstream, like I think he could, it's going to be very slow and non-traditional. Honestly, like very non-traditional. I don't think he can go on The View and start talking about how his life was so amazing. Like, I believe Corday, when he drops a hit, he, you might see him on Ellen, bro. Dude, any, any, dude, any rapper, any rapper that f- makes his way on Ellen, you know that, like, okay, they, they did the chess moves to get to that next level. Chance the Rapper is one. There's a lot of people who, who, who have taken steps to get on Ellen. Ellen, bro, Ellen is that platform that lets you know you are mainstream. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, you got anything else, man, uh, before we jump into some of these indie reviews? Two more, two more people I want to point out real quick. Two hey, what's up? I think are, that has the potential to be great. Mulatto? You, she, think she, you think she could be great? No. I don't agree with that. Mulatto? Pay attention to Mulatto. Number two, J.I.D. J.I.D., okay. He's he's kind of along the lines where, I, like I told you about St. John, it is going to be an orthodox journey to success. JID is going to have an unorthodox journey to success, and he's going to be there. I, I think he he has what it takes to have a serious cold. JID is a good one, uh, a really good name, and he actually was somebody I was thinking about listing. Um, but now nah, I'm not with you on the mulatto one. I'm not with you on that. Like I, 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 I like Mulatto. I like her confidence. I like her swag. Well, let me not say great. Let me not say great. Yeah, I like say, I'm not. I'm not with she that. Has, she has an it factor to me. She has. Oh, she. Factor. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred. More so, it not great. Not great. Not great. Like more so the it factor. Uh, I agree with that easily. Easily. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Let's let's jump into some of these indie reviews. Uh, yeah, we'll resume there. So. We're back with our, uh, your, you know, bi-weekly single reviews and album reviews. And today we got a pretty decent list for us, for, for y'all, rather. Us and y'all. I'm some, saving some of my leather. Um, <laughs> first person on the list. Wait, wait, is, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think we need to give them our, uh, our promo video for this segment first before we jump into this. Remember that, guys? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's 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 drop. Let's 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 give him a little intro, a dramatic one first. All right. Oh, man. That was amazing. Uh, so the first person we're reviewing is Julian Gray. He has a song called Fever. What do you think about that? Great question, bruh. You know, I think that uh, Julie, Julian, Julian, bro, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Julian Gray had a interesting attempt at making, I would say, a, a New York sounding bouncy kind of song. It, it kind of reminds me of a song that A Boogie or Don Q, somebody in the high bridge camp would make. So I'm I'm willing to bet you're from New York, at least from that north northeast region. Um, but I do think the song has a lot of energy. I'm gonna start with some of the positives before I get into some of my criticisms. Um, a lot of energy, a lot of fast raps. Um, the swag is there. Um, it can be a little bit more, I would say, a little bit more executed or better executed rather um, in terms of just your delivery. It seems to kind of not really match the beat at all times. I think I understand what you were going with. Again, the song is very bouncy. Overall though, I, I understand the high energy uh, flow. I understand what you were trying to do. Big racks, you're talking about all the rapper shit. I feel you. However, to me, the song was not the best quality at all. Like, I, I need better vocals because, you know, unfortunately, I think most people, and we've made this point before, uh, I think most people are not gonna not gonna really have enough patience to really sit through an entire song. One that's not mixed very well. It's not um, up to the standard of quality that most people are used to hearing. Um, maybe if you cleaned up your vocals, the song would be a little bit better. But from an energy standpoint, I think I understand what you were trying to do. Delivery-wise, it could be a little bit better, like I said. Overall, I'm going to give this song a three out of five stars. Uh, bordering two out of five. 2.5 stars to three on the higher end. Uh, yeah. Q, what do you think about the song? So, you know, it's, it's so funny. There's a thin line between uh, potential and something that is um, not, that does not live up to its potential. Um, so to me, this song has hella potential. Uh, I think the flows that he raps with, they're flows that we're familiar with, by the way. These are flows that a lot of the best rappers in the game are using right now. I think the flows that he raps with are fantastic. I, I love the beat. It's kind of like a mix between an NBA young boy type beat and like a riveting East Coast beat. It's a pretty dope beat. Obviously, you know, the content is, is in line with what everybody else is talking about now, big racks, you know, doing your thing, braggadociousness, better than sliced bread and all that great stuff. Dope. I will say just kind of like what you said, the quality of the song I do wish was a little better. Um, his vocals, not that his vocals were bad, not that he's not a quality rapper. I think it's just more so they were a little blurry 
I think maybe if this song was a little more mastered, it would help. But I really think this song has crazy potential. I, the more and more I listened to it, the more and more I liked it, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's, 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 he's a good rapper. Like we can confirm that he's a good rapper. I think just, you know, getting the vocals to be a little less blurry, I think would go a long way. So I would say 3.5 out of five. Um, and if it was mastered, I probably would have given it four out of five. I think that's a fair grade. Uh, I feel where you're coming from. Um, at the, you know, but at the same time, Oh, man, I'm not sure if the song will grow on me. I'm not sure about that. I'm not. I'm not certain of that. Maybe it could. Maybe. Maybe we shall see. Though, shout out to you for submitting your song. Though we appreciate you. Shall we jump into the next one? I believe so. You kicking it to me? <laughs> nah, bro. You kicking it to me? What's What's going on? So next song is Sal. Believe. Uh, what do you think about it? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Sal. You know, by the way, that sounded like. Did you see that snippet of Ashanti and Keisha Cole, where Ashanti and Keisha Cole during the versus battle, she was like, Ashanti was like, "It's my turn. You already went." And Keisha Cole was like, "No, it's my turn. It's my turn." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that sounded like. But anyway, sorry. Hey so, man, co coordination, man. It, it, it's sometimes off, man. It happens. It happens. Um, but no. Uh, again, shout out to Sal and their song "Believe." We again, we appreciate you for for really sticking out because I know you submitted your your music to us a while ago. But you know, we're getting to it now. Um, ultimately, I really like this song uh, for several reasons. Number one, I think that from a, a musical standpoint, from a production standpoint. I love the acoustic feel of it. I love the instrumentation. I heard the drums. I heard the guitar, the electric guitar in there. I thought you guys did a really good job at piecing together and crafting a song that sounds very easy on the ears. And really, this is a song that I would like to hear live. You know, this is like one of those live performance-esque songs that works could work really well. So, um, Great lyrics, songwriting was on point as well. Uh, again, I like the I like the smooth vibes in this. I have zero complaints on this song. It, it really gives me a car commercial vibe though. Like on a, on a lighter note, like it sounds like a song that should be the theme of like uh, maybe like a car commercial, maybe car insurance. I could see it being played in there. Uh, I think these guys are from Russia, by the way. So. Shout out to Russia. Shout out to you guys for, for really submitting your music to us and entrusting us for giving you guys our opinion. But um, smooth vibe. No complaints. I rarely have complaints because from a mixing and master standpoint, I think they also did a really good job. And as a totality, this is a well put together tune. So if I'm giving this a grade, 4.5 out of 5 stars. I think it falls just short of being perfect um, maybe because this is not necessarily my cup of tea musically, but hey, I think four out of five, four point five, four point five out of five is a really good grade. Q, what did you think about this song? Um, you know, first before I tell you what I think, I I, I got a question for you. What would you call that type of song? Like, what genre? 
would you call it indie rock? Would you call it soft rock? You're on mute, by the way. Damn, thanks. I would call this song or uh, the genre maybe rock, rock and roll. This is this is rock and roll. This is what I would call it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not sure if I would call it anything else. It's this. I would. It's not hard rock. It's it's just rock and roll. It's definitely not metal. But um, not metal. So there was. I thought you were spot on with your review, but I thought there was something that you didn't give enough emphasis on, and as the instrumental, the instrumental to this song is fantastic. Um, you know, it's it's filled with uh, exhilarating guitar riffs. Um, the drum patterns are fantastic it's a song that you can bop your head to non-stop and the intro the instrumental is actually very intricate it it, it has several different sounds it, it shifts it changes throughout and i think the instrumental is really the best thing about it and then we got the vocal performance uh by the artist uh by the lead singer uh it's fantastic because it's hypnotizing you know everybody likes a song that hypnotizes you puts you kind of in a trance and this song does just that it's almost like you're numb for the, the, the three minutes and 15 seconds where you listen to it. It's, it they, they, they do a great job of taking control of your mind. Um, and then in terms of what, where I would hear a song like this on, a horror movie, brother. Like, I'm a horror movie connoisseur. Now, I know you're like, it's a soft song. It's easy on the ears. What, what do you mean by you hear it on a horror movie? This reminds me of the type of music that you would hear on an edgy horror movie during a scene where you're figuring out the goody two-shoe character is a badass that, that, that might slap people. Um, but all in all, I think this is a really good song. I would say 4.5 out of 5. I think it's you can't say anything wrong about it. You just can't say anything wrong about it. And I should have given it a 5 like, if you can't say anything wrong about it, right? But um, 4.5 out of 5. I was on mute again. Dude, it, I, you, you notice how you said, uh, <laughs> you gave it a 4.5, just like me. And you said you should have gave it a five. I kind of felt the same way. I'm, I was thinking to myself, what makes it, what stops short of the five? And really what I said, like you heard me say, was like, maybe this is just not my cup of tea. Um, maybe I don't know how to evaluate this particular genre to a T. But there's something missing that is undeniable for me to say to really put it over the edge and give it that extra half point. Like oh, it's, it's, not, it's not undeniable. To, to me, me, that is the makings of a, of a five. It has to be undeniably amazing. I would speak for myself on this. Yeah. Um, the reason I wouldn't give it a five is because it didn't, I don't think it pushes boundaries. I don't think it's like something that is so dynamic that you've never really heard before. It's the type of song that I've heard before. And it's really done well, but I, I wasn't blown away. But that's 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 no knock on anybody, because there's only a few artists in the world that can blow me away. And so that's just me. Maybe I'm a harsh grader. I, I grew up, we grew up in a school system where a 91 was considered a B plus. Man, like that's a hard ass <laughs> FCPS. So maybe that's why I'm a hard grader, but. With that being said, 4.5 is excellent. That's, that's it's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent grade. Shout out to you guys for uh, dropping off that song for us. We really enjoyed it. Uh, I would I would think that all of your music is on par with this. 
Um, it does not seem like a fluke. But again, shout out to you for submitting your music. Let's move on to the next song, my brother. Which, by the way, is an artist by the name of Bad Fish. He dropped a song called Good Morning. And Q, if you don't mind, I want to give my review first. Uh, you know, to me, I want to say something that really triggered me when I heard this song because, number one, I think it needs to be said. And secondly, um, I think it should be said. Ultimately, the production of this song is very gripping. That's what I'll say. When this song comes on, it really sets this schoolyard, high school, lovey-dovey type vibe where uh, it's, like a, it's like a song that reminds on the, it, it, it belongs on good days, glory days, like what would old school shows. It sounds like a sitcom. Uh, type vibe, if that makes sense. Now, with that being said, I actually really enjoy songs like that. I really enjoy sitcoms, historically. And so the song, instrumental-wise, puts me in a very good place up until the point where Bad Fish starts rapping. Now, I kind of see where he was going uh, with this song because, you know, it gave me a very Macklemore-type vibe. You know, thrift shop, this lackadaisical flow, um, really trying to sound like you're just talking and you're walking on this song. I see what he was going for. However, I just don't feel like the song lived up to what it could have been because the raps were just too elementary. But again, from a sound standpoint, I think that's what the production calls for. But I think I would have enjoyed a little bit more dynamicness when it comes to his rapping. Um, so overall, from a concept standpoint, I like the direction of the song from an execution standpoint. I think that's where the song is lacking. Verses are very flat. The hook is very flat. I, I, I got to give this song no more than two stars, two out of five. I think if it was executed a little bit better, maybe I would actually have zero problem giving this a three, maybe even three out of five. Uh, but 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 because of the lack of execution, I, I got to knock it a bit. So two out of five, that's what I'm going for. Uh, but again, production-wise, I really like the song. I really like what he, what he was trying to do. Q, what do you think of this song? I have to vehemently disagree. Vehemently disagree with you on this one. Um, first and foremost, you know what this song reminds me of? It reminds me of Bruno Mars' The Lazy Song. Remember that song? uh quirky um you know bruno mars is not necessarily like showing off his vocal performance like his best vocal performance on it and then um you know it's it's just a chill song it's a relatable song and i think there's a market for that this is exactly what this is it's not supposed to be killer bars it's not supposed to be super well structured i think this is a song that's just supposed to be quirky fun relatable um something that resonates with your everyday Joe, you know? And even the instrumental, like you said, it kind of reminds me of something that I'll be on Sesame Street, right? Um, I, I really liked it because here's the thing, it resonated with me. I'm sure it will resonate with you. I know it did resonate with you, where it's, 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 
it's it's just normal. It's it's for anybody. And so I actually think the song deserves a four out of five. I actually think it's a, a really good song. Yes, I, I can acknowledge that he's not no Kendrick Lamar on there, but that's not what the point is. The point is to make you feel good. The point is to make you feel like you're back, like you're a kid again. And and I, I really appreciate that. There's a market for that. Yeah, there's a market for that. But I just want to say this, though, because, and by the way, I have no problem with that grade. I don't mind us vehemently disagreeing and having different opinions. That's perfectly fine. What I will say is this. I agree with your point about the um, the, the kind of vibe, the, the relatability of it. I see what you're saying, and I do agree. That's That was the point of it. You could tell. That was the point of it. But... And by the way, I'm also not looking for killer bars. So let's let me put that out there. Like again, I understand what he was getting at, but there's something about his performance, albeit he was trying to go for that lackadaisical feel. I see that there was something about that that was not executed as good as it could have been for that beat. And that's kind of just where I'm at with it, you know. Uh, and so I have to knock him a bit just because that's the whole point of the song. It, it, it's a song that should have been nailed. Like, if he nailed every part of it, I would have given it a five. Like, that's the type of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, projection from a music standpoint that that song could have gotten, but it just fell a little bit short. But again, this is just my opinion. Just my opinion. Um, I mean, I think, I think just kind of real quick, I think what would really help this song is if you got a chance to hear the rest of his catalog. If you can understand what type of person what type of rapper what type of aim he was looking for you would understand this song it almost kind of reminds me of chance the rapper right chance the rapper makes songs that sound identical to this that sounds very similar but we know who chance the rapper is we know that chance the rapper has a killer rapper side we know that chance the rapper has a a side where he he can get really divine and, and all that stuff so i think I have an inkling. I have an inkling that this is just one of the playful songs that Badfish has, but he also has songs where he's spitting hard. And if that's the case, it's dope to have that little switch up, you know. hundred so percent. Well, you know, to be fair, to be very fair, that is a fair point. Um, sometimes it does take hearing more of somebody's catalog, right? And he also told me that this is an intro. To his project so so you know again like we talked about on the last episode with um one of the other artists who submitted i believe it was kitten if i'm not mistaken um that does change the perspective the approach the the lens that i'm that i'm hearing says so looking at a song with when i know it's an intro outro or it's a filler song or you made it with the intention of being a hit right there's there's a certain hat that needs to be put on so with that in mind I can definitely ease up and maybe give it a, about a three. Honestly, now that I realize, because I did remember that it is an intro. For an intro, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Especially, pretty if, good. The, especially if the album is geared towards a certain um, topic. Like, especially yeah. if the album is a concept album, if this is the intro to it, I'm interested to see, like, what, what else is on there. All right. Next song on our list is Kevin Dre, Need That. Um, how do you feel about that? Interesting spelling of uh, Kevin, by the way. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was Kevon, Kevondre, Kevin, but I could see it. I've never seen it spelled like this before. Um, shout out to him. Uh, shout out to you, Kevondre. Kevondre. Um, you know, I think that this song is actually very enjoyable. Um, it's fun. It's bouncy. It, it really, you know what he does that I really like on this song? It's he interjects fun and, and, and carefreeness, you know, and, and, and almost with an edge as well, because he's talking, from what I understand, he's talking to a girl about, or not even just talking to a girl, but he's talking about the fact that he wants this girl. You know what I'm saying? And I like the edginess. He's talking about like he took a girl to the bathroom stall, liquor, da 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 da. I can tell he has an accent. I believe he's from the Netherlands, if I'm not mistaken. So it's interesting to hear, you know, that accent over a song that I can see Tiger rapping over. Like, can't you imagine Tiger putting up a verse? And like, imagine Tiger coming in with the with the with the with the with the feature and ah, you know, so where the rose go? I can see it. I can see it. Uh, and we all know Tiger reaches for the uh, the charts with his songs. Like they're all pop hits at this point in his career. So overall, I like the production. I actually like how he's rapping. I think that's because of the vocal. Sorry, because of his accent, it is a little hard to hear some words he's saying throughout it. Uh, but I can tell he's somebody who enjoys rapping. Let's just put it like that. I I don't know. I've never heard another song from you. I've never. Heard, I've never seen a video from you. I actually don't even know what you look like. But I'm willing to bet you're a rapper who likes to throw in energetic flows. You're somebody who likes to take chances and really be daring on the mic. I can respect that. So with, with that in mind, because I'm really interested to hear what you think of this, Q. Um, with that in mind, I'm going to give this song four out of five stars. I'll give it four out of five. Wow. I think it's dynamic. It's it's a very dynamic song that that to me is one of those re, replayable songs. You know, I talk a lot about this is the fact that is a song replayable? Like, can I see myself playing this again? And I think the answer to this is yes. Like, I can see myself playing this multiple times over and over. It has that feel. So, what do you think? Give me your, give me your thoughts. So, you know, I, I always find it interesting. You said something. You said, I can see Tiger spitting bars on this song. And I 100% agree. There's something about the beat. There's there's a part in the beat where it's like, asses are supposed to clap <laughs> in a strip club. Like, you know that yeah, part? We need, we need, we need, I need a strip club. I need a pool party. Imagine, imagine just naked girls in the pool and they just throw up beach balls. Like it's, it's, a, it's a fun, it's a fun song, you know? It's and and you know it's funny because kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, I'm curious to see what the rest of his catalog is, Kevin Dre, because this song would make sense in this standpoint. You know what this song reminds me of? There's a couple of songs Eminem made on his last project that were like club songs. Like I, I didn't even know Eminem was interested in making strip club songs, but he uh he has a couple. He has a couple that sounds beats that sound similar to this, but you can tell that Eminem is still his quirky, still his funny, humorous self on a strip club song. So it kind of sounds a little weird. So I'm curious to know if Kev, uh, Kevin Dre, Kevon Dre, is 
an Eminem type rapper that just wanted to step his feet into some club music. With that being said, his raps are fantastic on the song. Uh, the topic of the song is pretty cool. It's very lighthearted. Um, the beat is 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 dope. Um, flows are great. Yada yada yada. I'm going to say something though, and this is no knock on Kevin. This is just in general. His voice. I see there is just this. I I, I his voice is like kind of like pedestrian. It's kind of like maybe a swag I'm referring to, but it's more so his voice sounds like some, like, like just your average Joe just rapping. Like he doesn't have the aura, the, 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 the swagger, the voice of a rapper in my potential, or in my um opinion. It's not a bad thing because like I said, you know, the goal a lot of times is to be relatable, but for people that are listening to this song, that will be one of their biggest takeaways. His voice doesn't necessarily sound like a rapper. It can be a good thing for some people, it can be a bad thing for some people. And so with that being said, for me, I'm probably going to penalize him for that. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault. But I would penalize him for that. And I'm going to give this song about a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Don't you hate I, I, that? Happens, you know, by the way, I, I, I see. You know, you know, good. A song, a yeah. person, a person did everything right. Right. And you know how to rap. You know how to, <laughs> you know how to make beats. Know how to do everything. But then their voice just isn't there. Like, and the voice didn't resonate. Just yeah, you know, voice. dude. Uh, you know, as you said that, I mm-hmm. felt, I felt that. I felt where you was coming from, and. You know, I, I, I even though I gave the song four out of five, that was something that was going through my mind the whole time. Like I'll put it like this: I think he did just enough vocally rapping. He did just enough to not mess up what this song ended up being. You okay, what I'm saying, like, like what you're saying, I think is very valid. If it was better, if it was executed, if he just had more swag, more, the, the delivery was just better. This song has the potential to be 4.5, you know, has the potential to be that. But because of the lack of what you call aura, what you call that it factor on the mic, it's mm-hmm. like I, the, the grade has to go down a bit. Has to go down mic, a bit. Mic presence. It's like, it's tricky because in hip hop, Mike presence doesn't necessarily mean like you can sound like you're trying too hard. You can sound like you're not trying enough or you can sound like you just have it. Like there's some rappers in my opinion, like for instance, we, we talked about Ian Dior offline. Ian Dior just has it, like his voice. His voice to me is just sounds like uh, the perfect artist voice. Logic, you know, um, J. Cole, Kent, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, that's kind of something with all these indie reviews that we do. I want to point out, sometimes the voice is just the thing that's missing. And I think in this case, that's what it is. A good song, though. Keep doing your thing. Good, good song, for sure. Shout out to Kevin Dre. Now let's move on to the next artist. Uh, and we got another album review. So this is the second uh, episode in a row. We got an album review. 
By the way, guys, if you want us to review your album, hit us up via email. We'll let you know how you can get on the show uh, with an album review um, and not just a song one. We got Gino Pacino with his new album, which I believe he dropped late last year called Pacino Season 2. This is a brother from Chicago. Um, he's somebody who, from what I understand, uh, you know, has been grinding for a minute. And and uh, yeah, man, let's let's talk about the album a little bit, Q. Overall thoughts before we, I guess, I'll give my deep dive first, but I would just want to overall thoughts on um, just major takeaways, and then we can dive into, I would say, like the, the nitty gritty of, of the album. Um, you know, one first, of my first first impressions, first impressions, first impressions is there's a, a whole bunch of different sounds on this on this album. Like Gino Pacino clearly is a fan of rap and all kinds of raps because you get just it's the body of work is so sporadic. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the album was made like from 2017 to like 2021. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just think that that's something that's very noticeable. And I think that we've been spoiled with albums that sound consistent. You know, we are so used to albums having the same vibes, same feelings throughout that sometimes I don't I don't even know if I know how to act anymore when I hear an album that's that versatile. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it has many different sounds. So yeah. it's, it's one of those albums that yeah, yeah. you can literally, for the first time, an album, you can put it on shuffle. You just let Damn. it shuffle. Yo, that, that just, that, that, I think that point, that last point to me brought it home. Uh, so my first impressions to me is very similar to what you said in terms of the, the dynamicness, the variety of sounds that he really puts on this project. We got gospel songs. We got we got boom bap hip hop. We got new school hip hop. We got uh, we got skits on here. We have not skits um, interludes. We have different things, different elements on this project to me that give the I would say the listener a very um, all over the place listen. Like you said, you can put it on. You can put it on shuffle, and you might actually that might actually be a decent idea. But um, one thing that to me resonated with Gino Pacino in particular is his hunger. Um, his, just the willingness, the 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 spirit, the confidence, the unwavering. I would say audacity. Shit, I can come up with a lot of synonyms on this, but like essentially his story. That was the thing that resonated the most with me. Um, after listening to the project, I found out that he he's a he's a father. Uh he has a son, if I'm not mistaken. Uh and I know I just said he's a father, so I know he has a kid, but I, the point is I wasn't sure if it was a girl or not. So hey, if I'm wrong for that, you hey, let me know for sure whether you have a son or a daughter, but I can hear him saying on multiple records that, you know, he's here, he's trying to do it for his son. He's basically trying to create a legacy. It's respectable, bro, for real. So uh, on that standpoint, again, shout out, for, shout out to you for submitting your music. Now let's get into the album itself. 
I think that to start the project uh, with chaos, by the way, the song called Chaos, it gave me this old school 1998 DMX flavor to it. I don't know why, it just gave me that. Um, decent intro, though. Decent. I think the you, one thing I noticed is you you understand, and I don't know if you have an executive producer, but to me, you guys have an ear for selecting placement within the body of work. That that sounds like an intro. And as we move through the album, um, you have the next song, Moment of Praise, which, by the way, the guy singing on their name, King Chaz, did an amazing job singing. For real. I feel like I went to church listening to that song. Uh, and, you know, another thing that I noticed, though, and this is... Um, this is, I don't know how true this is, but I feel like Chicago rappers have a lot of soul in them. Like, I don't know what it is about Chicago, but like, and I, by the way, I ain't talking about the drill rappers because I, I could argue that <laughs> they come across as soulless in a lot of respects. I'm talking about everybody who is not a drill rapper in Chicago to me has an element of soul. We're talking about Common, uh, Lupe, Kanye, Chance the Rapper, uh, the list goes on to be to be quite honest with you, but um, some of my favorite songs are towards the top of this album. Tens of Joy to me is one of my favorite. You really were speaking your um, your your. I, I feel like you were really putting out a PSA on that one. Thought that was a phenomenal job, honestly. Um, like I mentioned before, I like some of the interludes. So far, so far sounds. I could tell you was performing on that. Uh, it seemed like he was really rocking the crowd. You had a lot of stage presence from just the vocal, uh, the vocals I could tell. Uh, and then the other interludes, I, I noticed that you've been doing a lot of shopping around your music. You go into different radio stations, you're rapping for people. I respect the grind, bro, for real. That's the biggest thing. I can see the grind is there. I can see you want to be great. I can see you are very diverse in the type of music you make. I can tell you come from a different type of background musically, which kind of seems to allow you to make this type of music. Um, but in terms of the things that I feel are lacking in this project, uh, number one, cohesiveness. Um, it's one thing to have a whole bunch of different sounds on the project, which can sometimes be a good thing, but I feel like when you are introducing yourself to a lot of people, having a whole bunch of sounds can sometimes be an issue for the listener. I don't feel like you did enough throughout a string of songs for me to really get a grasp for who you are. I'm not sure if the people are gonna really feel everything that you're saying because the sound is so diverse. Um, but then overall, I can tell you're a dude who likes, to, who likes to use bars. I can tell you're a guy who likes to use metaphors, but there's sometimes throughout this project that I just feel like your flow is a little bit all over the place. It's not very like straight to the end of the bar. You have a very lackadaisical flow where you 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 do what G Herbo does. I put it like that. And G Herbo's from Chicago. Like the flows are a little all over the place at times. Maybe you're doing that on purpose because I do hear you when you're in pocket as well. Uh, like I said though, you're, I would say your best songs are at the top of this album. That's my humble opinion. Tears of Joy, uh, the second song, Moment of Praise, the song Pure, Psycho. 
Oh, oh, by the way, I do want to shout out the beat that you used on, on the fly. Great beat. Sound like some TDE, Kendrick Lamar. I like the tempo of the beat. I even like the way you was rapping on it. So it, you know what it's like? It was schoolboy Q. That's who it was. <laughs> that was who I, I, I gathered from that particular instrumental. Overall, I think the album is solid. It's not great. It's solid. So if I'm giving this a grade, I would give it about, um, I'll give it about a C. This is this is about a C project. It's 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 a little on the average to good potentially, but I would give it more of a safe grade as a, as a C because I do feel like there's another level that you could potentially get to if you maybe improve the cohesiveness, maybe um, get more a little bit more in pocket with your reps. Um, other than that, I give it a C. What you think, you? Well, I, I will say I'm not going to do as much of a deep dive as you, but I'm going to do. Let me just uh, say some, something that stood out to me. Uh, you know, the thing that's kind of cool about this album, as people that used to be rappers, remember we used to be rappers, me and you? We, we weren't like legit, but like we would make songs. like, And, um, you know, one of the funnest things about rapping is coming up with the music. Like there was times where we just chilling in, in like, either my basement, your basement. Uh, we got drinks sometimes. We got food with us. We got the TV sports going on. And we just writing raps. Like, yo, this might sound tight. We picking beats. Like, oh, look, look, one by one. Like, this beat's tight. This beat's tight. We could probably talk about this on this beat. That was one of the coolest experiences ever. I feel like when I listen to this album, I can tell, I can feel that type of energy. I can feel like Gino Pacino. I can almost see how he put the album together. I can almost feel it. I can tell that he had his people around him and like he had whatever he needed to have to make certain records because that this is exactly what we used to do. Um, so in this day and age where, where music has become so intricate, I'm using that word again, in this day and age where music has become so intricate, where it's hard to see how some of these artists made their albums. It's, in one sense, it's refreshing hearing an album like this where I can see how it was made. It's really organic. But then it's also not up to par with what is being released um, in the industry right now. So it's, it's I'm kind of, that's where I'm like, it's, it's, it's kind of, I'm trying to battle that the difference between the two. But um, other than that, I mean, I think he's a great rapper. You made a really good point. I don't know exactly what he does well. And, you know, now that in streaming services, we can go and look up an artist, whoever the hell we want to look up, uh, you have a little bit of time to connect with somebody. So I think it's very important to make sure you let us know who you are as a rapper as soon as you can. And if you can do it within one or two songs, do it immediately. Like, I'll give you a good example. 21 Savage and um, 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's uh, last album that they did together. As soon as it starts, it starts with running, where you know exactly, you know this is 21 Savage, the boogeyman. You already know who you're getting with that album. I feel like I had to go a couple songs down 
to really figure out what I was supposed to get from this album. So it's not that he's doing anything wrong. I think he's a really good rapper. I think just the way we listen to music in this day and age is a lot different than, you know, what this album gives us. It's completely different. Yeah, that, and that's sort of why I brought up, you know, when the intro hit, you know, that, that, that song came on, it gave me a very old school feel. But what's weird is, your point about you wouldn't be surprised if this album was made over the span of like 10 years. <laughs> Is that what you basically You basically said 20, 2007 to 20, what did you say? 20, 20, um, 2017 to 2021. Like, like, oh, 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 I thought you said 2007. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> all right, all right. Never mind. Well, I was actually, I would say 2007. Like it, it has so many different sounds that I would not be surprised if he compiled a lot of life experiences that have happened over the last 10 years just to make this project called Pacino Season 2. But, um, you know, listen, I'm always going to be a fan of somebody who is serious about their craft. And when I can tell right off the bat through listening to the music, whether or not I vibe with it off the bat or not, I like people who take their craft seriously. And when, I, and when you can automatically tell just by when, as soon as they talk, as soon as they rap, you can just get, you can tell immediately, and I think Gino Pacino, Gino Pacino does just that. I agree uh, with his music. I agree. So, uh, with that in mind, we've reached the end of the show. We reached the end of our reviews. We appreciate y'all for joining us, making it this far into the episode. Um, and as always, you know, if you want to follow us on the socials, please be our guest. Please follow the pod on Instagram, Facebook. Follow the pod on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Follow my boy on Twitter. It's all on the screen. If you don't know, check the bio. We gotta get up out of here though. Uh, it's been it's been swell. But first, as always, if you are giving advice, make sure it is ill. Yes, sir. Lighter flick. Lighter flick. Lighter flick. Bow!